Buffalo River as they reach the 250, starting to paddle. Mr. Brightside is eating up the ground now, and Mr. Brightside goes to Buffalo River. Pericles a length and a half off Mr. Brightside, but it's Mr. Brightside clear, and he's going to rack up another one. Mr. Brightside one from Pericles, Buffalo River, Dom to shoot. High off Dana's next can't pick up. It's Lady of Camelot at the 200 metres in front, getting a little bit weary. Koryanagi stay focused, and Hayasugi the filly is flying home. Lady of Camelot, Hayasugi's got it! Hayasugi's won it! Hayasugi! Hypothetical 250 metres to go. Q-Man's getting closer on the outside. King's Gambit runs up behind them, just needs an out. Q-Man up to Hypothetical. Then King's Gambit recommendation. And Kalos right down the outside. Q-Man up to Hypothetical. They're hitting unison. Q-Man. Q-Man, I think, has won it from Hypothetical. G'day punters, a very happy Monday to you and welcome back to the Racing Previews podcast where we, myself, Ben Coluzzi and Will Alford, the bot man, will be looking back on Blue Diamond Stakes Day where three group ones were run and won and we saw some very fascinating stories coming out of the day. Um, for me, I probably didn't have as much joy on the pun as I would have liked, but Will, what did you make of the day overall? Yeah, it was a good day of racing. Um, it's always good. Blue Diamond Day, it's one of the best days of the year. Um, yeah, I didn't have a, a great betting day. There was one good result, but other than that, it was pretty lean. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think many people had that much of a good day. I don't know. I think that I, I definitely think the myself, bookie, the bookies, the bookies definitely won overall, uh, but there were a few people who had good days. Let's talk about Caulfield. It was their biggest day of the year and they had the rail in the four meter position. I know they've probably got the all-star mile in a few weeks as well, but what did you make of that? I don't have in front of me the historical data of where they've had the rail in the past with the blue diamond, but mm. for me, it just left a bit of an icky taste in the mouth. Yeah, it was, um, well, raced as if it was a good four. Um, the shoot played a little bit faster, but that was due to the southwesterly wind. Um, it's 25 kilometers to 30 kilometers throughout the day. Um, so that definitely had, had an, a, a, um, an impact on the, on the shoot races. There were four of them. Uh, but yeah, um, it was, yeah, I'd say it was an advantage to be for definitely forward of midfield and, and, and most certainly an advantage to be in the first sort of four and run because, um, you know, looking, looking through the winners, nine of the 10 winners, came from the first four and run. So um, that's not exactly ideal on the on the biggest day. But but at the same time, I don't think that was like, yes, it was an on-pace day. It's, it was a fast track and the, with fast horses on it. So um, but like we'll go through the card and and the, the paces of these races weren't necessarily strong. So um, yeah, it, it was a bit of both. I think it was it was a mixture of, of an on-pace advantage as it always sort of is it's like it's a Caulfield rail out three to five meter and Mm. um and and the tracks racing fast with very fast horses so it's always an advantage to be on speed but um but maybe a little bit too much for for um one of their biggest days of the year but yeah definitely pace had something to do with it as well throughout the day yeah and I'm not talking about track bias like 
I'm just talking more of a before the race meeting is run. Is there things they could have done differently? I think they would have been better off having the rail true for this meeting, going three weeks into the All-Star Mile, having it true again. Mm. And and if the rail's off, so be it. Exactly. Who really cares? Just just let the jockeys find their own path. Yeah. I I much rather have the rail completely off and horses swooping than... Not not much rather, but I, I wouldn't... I prefer not every race being one with the horse in the first four, but like it's... Not it's not necessarily predictable, but yeah. But like the thing is, with the rail yeah. being off is the leaders can still find the best ground. But when yeah. the rail's out, the back markers or, or those off the speed, it's not necessarily fair to them. So I don't know. I, I'm a bit of a traditionalist in the fact that I like rail true, and I think on your big meetings you should have rail true. And I don't think there's any excuse not for it to be rail true when it's summer. There hasn't been that much rain. The track shouldn't be that damaged. And you've got at least three weeks to, to go to, to All-Star Mile Day, which is your tier two or your second biggest meeting yeah. in terms of yeah. this is three group ones. So anyway, where do you want to start, Bot? Race one was a bit of a walkathon, and Dunkel uses his turn of foot to win. I don't think we need to speak too much about it, yeah. but I guess he's a bloody, uh, bloody good yeah. horse. Yeah, he is. Um, he'll go to the Packenham Cup now, I think Nick was saying. So that's interesting, I guess. He he keeps progressing. He's, he's not He's not... He's not a Group One horse. He's, he's he's won a Group One, but like it's the South Australian Derby. It's not a Group One. He's he's obviously a very good horse, and and this is his sort of grade. Like he he's going to pick off these listed to Group Three. Group he might win a Group Two, but he's not he's not you know he's not going to take the next step. I wouldn't have thought, but yeah, this was this race went at seventeen lengths slow to the eight hundred meters for to verse the class, and um, yeah, a horse like Ashron is just um. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to take a whole lot out of this race because it's a they go faster in a barrier trial. But um, Ash Run was um, was certainly a big big run coming back from um, uh, was it was at a fourth placing in the Melbourne Cup, I think. So yeah, he, he's inked for a nice preparation. But I, I definitely want to definitely want to follow him moving forward. The market loved Flash Feeling, which is interesting. But um, yeah, he was he was disappointing again. Is he life now? <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know. Like it's, uh, I, maybe they that they pull up stumps for the preparation and they and they go again. But he, he has a he has a, a big run in him. Like he, the the rating he ran was a three back at Mooney Valley. That was a a big rating, and that, and that's what they effectively that's what they've backed him off the last two starts. So they, they've yeah the market has expected him to get back to that rating, and he just hasn't. So um, yeah, he's, he's a good horse, but um, just maybe a bit of a enigma, I guess. Yeah. All right, uh, I'm making an executive decision to skip straight to race three, even though race two was my best bet of Midtown Boss, but I don't think it's a <laughs> race. Forget really, about that one. I don't think it's a race we need to review that much in terms of it's a benchmark 84. I don't know. We can quickly talk about it. Midtown Boss, I thought he was a little bit disappointing. Um, yes, Twin Perfection had f- f- uh, pace favours. They went pretty slow to the 600. They've only just broken benchmark, which is slow for this caliber of horse and midtown boss i don't know he presented at the right time potentially he was not quite in the a ground but it was a bunch finishing behind i thought it was disappointing kin did what kin does ran on well but all on is the winner here he's won at 41 dollars to imperfection yeah and this is when people started saying it's it's looking like it's going to be on pace but the leader got away with murder really like they went slow to the 800 meters and 
he just kicked. He ran to about his best form. Um, and yeah, and Midtown bosses regressed again from so first up at around 96 is 36, second up and now 92.7 third up. Um, mm. Maybe that's something to do with pace, but also probably something to do with um, maybe they had it too wound up and hasn't been able to maintain its form throughout the preparation. Um, out of this race, I'd be wanting to to follow a, a Hanchi and Von Hawk. They're both, I think, they're both in for nice preparations. They they ran on. Well, Hanchi's coming from WA, and it was a big betting drift. Um, it was into about five dollars at one point. It started fourteen dollars bet fair SP. So, um, yeah, it obviously had improvement, and and I think um, it's a nice enough horse. So if they continue in, um, they drop back to a midweek sort of grade. Um, yeah, it's a nice enough horse. Yep. Oh, well, maybe there was a little bit more to talk about than I first gave it credit for. Maybe I just wanted to forget about it, Will. Well, my, my, my point of view is like I'm going to probably back these horses in the midweeks and have a good bet. So. Yeah, whereas I'm at, I don't really bet much <laughs> during the week. I don't open the wallet. <laughs> Race three was Angus Armanasco. Group two for the three-year-old fillies. Sassy Boom, a really nice winner, has gone around $8, won impressively. So glamorous was one of the runs of the day from well back in the field. Uh, Sarasana, solid. Harlow Miss, also solid, looking for further, obviously. But winner good, but second horse is the one I want to follow out of this race. Yeah, the race hasn't gone any good, but at the same time, they're only going to race themselves, so it doesn't really matter at all. Um, this is a group two. This is an awful, awful rating, but um, you're right. So Glamorous was put in a headlock and taken back to last and... Um, it sort of it gave hints of being a nice horse um, at its second start at Mooney Valley with the big splits, and then it put it all together at, at Caulfield. Um, but um, yeah, I, it, from this rating, he'll, um, it'll go it'll go next start, and then it'll, if it draws inside, Damien Lane's on. It'll it'll run a big new peak. If 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 these um, turn up against each other at Flemington in a couple of weeks or even Caulfield, um, I'd expect So Glamorous to put three on them. Um, that won't get us. No, nah, that that won't. The sectionals are too obvious. But um, Automanger was good resuming. It was a big drifter. Um, started five dollars ten bet fair SP, but um, it was held up a little bit. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily want to. Like I, I'd much rather follow so glamorous and um, yeah, as sparkling. They backed sparkling. Who was the one I actually backed? But they, they went quite quick, quickly in this race. I think it's probably important to mention. So I think they were just trying to back the horses that were hard fit versus the ones that were obviously um, going to improve into their preparation. So, yeah, so they, so Sassy Boom has ended up winning and um, good on it, but um, it came out, of a, came out of a 64, I think. So it was yep. a sales 64, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's not a, not, a, not a race I'm extremely – like if, I'd be looking for different form but outside of so glam, glamorous, but, um, yeah, I don't want to talk about the race anymore. Yeah, let's move on to the Zedative. It was race four, 1200 range at group three for the three-year-olds. Ben Malm has gotten things very right here on Raikoki. Uh, the sessionals, I don't know, you'll touch on in a second, Will, but they've gone even and it's gone sort of 11-6, 11-4, 11-9, 11-4, 11-7 home. So just the perfect even splits. It's been too good on a track that was favoring those on speed. Brave Mead was enormous after going back to last after sort of being slowly away, he looked a beast in the mounting yard and they backed him off the map. Yeah. And then you had Scully and Mahaba rounding out the top four. 
Yeah, Brave Man was a 12% firm. It was a big, big go. But they, I don't know exactly if he, did he miss the start or what happened there? Or did uh, they just voluntarily he, go back? Yeah, maybe, maybe he just, I don't think his gate speed is actually that good. I think he just led last up because he drew in and there wasn't anything mm-hmm. else. So I think everyone just had a false sense of security that, you know, he'll go forward, he'll be all right here. But the map from 11 they actually should've. was, well, I don't know if they had the opportunity to. I don't know no, if he was well, fast the, enough. Even if he wasn't fast enough, they should have just punched up and put him put him outside lead because they, they haven't gone really quick here. And and Malum actually like slowed it down heavily between the six of the four. Mm. Um, so maybe, maybe you could you could even say that Rokoki, Rokoki's win has some merit because he really slowed it down and, and especially um, around the shoot, like slowing it down between the six of the four and then and then kicking again, like it's it's not necessarily ideal because it brings the the back markers into it. But um, yeah, and he he was strong through the line. You think he ran the not the fastest last two hundred, but it was it was strong regardless. Um, but yeah, Brave Mead obviously should have won. Um, if they went forward with Brave Mead, um, it would have pissed in, and Scully who I have, honestly, if you ask me who Scully was before now, I still don't started, know. yeah, me neither really. It started $160 Betfair SP, but it's run an enormous race. It's run some big splits last 200 metres. So um, I imagine it goes back to the midweeks or maybe they try and punt uh, to find a, a nice race with him. But um, yeah, I don't know. It might be an outlier. They haven't gone too quickly, but at the same time, the splits are big. Um and I don't really know what to make it. Yeah. One thing I want to say, Mahaba paraded fat and he got really yeah. edgy. This is one parade that you and I actually did watch, Bot, and we're no experts, but we can no, tell you a can little tell bit. Her. Yeah. You can tell a little bit. So I would be thinking he can improve into the preparation. Pivot City was okay, but Glowing. he's probably Yeah, he looked he looked Shiny. outstanding in the yard. But yeah. um in terms of his actual race performance, maybe he's just not quite as good as we first thought. Maybe he probably was a bit further, I guess. But um, he, he's run okay from the back of the field. The last 400 metres is he's probably the third best in the race. So it's not, it's not, yeah. I don't know. He, yeah, he, he gets back. Maybe maybe they want to try 1,400 metres with him. But, um, yeah, he's not, he's not um, as good as I initially first thought anyway. I thought he was going to be a nice three-year-old. But, um, yeah. yeah, he's obviously... He's obviously not as good as we initially thought. But, um, All right. Yeah. Segway, speaking of nice three-year-olds, the Autumn Classic 1800-meter group two, we saw immediacy absolutely piss in. Uh, they've gone <laughs> eight lengths fast to the 600 here, which is very fast for three-year-old grade over 1800 meters at Caulfield. And he's put a hole in him. He's one by three lengths. He looks like he's going to be even better over 2,000 and then 2,400 meters of the ATC derby. He beat Caracas, who was also good from even further back. Our Coover, Sox Nation, and time to chat. United Kingdom got back a long way, but perhaps still a bit flat. Yeah, he wasn't very good at all. But um, yeah, we'll talk about the winner. They, they went really quickly. So Sox Nation went about uh, 9.4 lengths to the uh, faster than the, the class to the 800 metres. Um, and they sort of slowed it off between the 8 and the 4. Um, and... And immediacy was able to sprint off that slowdown um, between the four and the two, and and he really he gapped them. It was a nice win. Um, I think probably need to call it a little bit. Like it's not it's not 
like in comparison to the the group two in Sydney, this is a long a long way from that. But um, it's a nice win, and and there's the sectionals to suggest that like it's a fast fast time, so that the market will love it. But um, yeah, I don't know where do these go. Um, like if they want to go to the Rose Hill Guineas, um, they'll probably have to race militarize. Where would they, I don't know what they where would they go with the media see like. I'd yeah, imagine the I'd Rose Hill Guineas. It's probably Rose Hill Guineas and then into the Derby. Yeah, like he, like it's it's very like for like because it's the same colours, but like is he sort of comparable to Forgot You maybe? I don't know. Like he's, he's that sort of horse, I think. I, I wouldn't I say like he's... I reckon he's, he's going to be better. Oh, I don't think there's that much. Like I don't like I think people are getting carried away. Like people are talking about Caulfield Cups with him. Like honestly, like it's 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 good, but it's not. It's not that good. This is a bad group too, and it's um, like Pericles won this race last year, and he he was better, very clearly better. But um, yeah, I, I he's a it's a good win, hundred percent, and he can improve off it. He's only his third ever start, and the sectionals were good. But um, yeah, I, I imagine they follow the same sort of trajectory as Pericles, and um, I I imagine he gets beaten by Militarize in the Guineas, Rose Hill Guineas. Yep. Pericles Sandown. Put Blue Diamond Day back on Sandown and we oh, I actually might have a good day. <laughs> yeah, Race good. six was the Peter Young Group 2, 1,800 metres. Uh, Tiakau have placed this mare to perfection, Campionessa. Uh, she has sat near enough to a slow tempo. They've only just broken the overall benchmark, which is slow, slow going. Uh, she's beaten the old boy, Vian Declare, by a nose. Just got there right on the wire. Mick D, the perfect ride. Gold trip, he got back a long way. He ran very well. He'll only improve, uh, you know, going to Flemington 2,000 metres next start. Oh, will he have another run in between that and the Australian Cup? I'm not sure. He might. Probably not. He probably goes Australia Cup. Oh, I don't know. I don't even know when the Australian Cup is. Unless, Maybe they, unless they went to an all-star mile first. Maybe. They could do, but um, I'd imagine probably the not. QE or the Tancred's the the target race for them but um no he's but, going yeah. to the um yeah he's going to the australian cup definitely so i don't think we're going to see him at 2400 meters because annoyingly the australian cup is on the same day as the tankard oh that's right oh yeah, yeah. oh god um, so pr- programming 101 yeah thanks guys um anyway i yeah. got this one wrong um i backed gold yeah, so trip and I. I was pretty keen um look i i knew he was going to be mapping back near last he still ran Almost as well as I thought he would, but yeah, I just got it wrong. Um, he was probably a little bit further back than I would have hoped in that first sort of 400 meters, but it is what it is. He ran very well, and I'll be following him. I think he is the danger to Mr. Brightside in an Australian Cup. Yeah, I think I think Campionessa had the most um, efficient run in transit. I think it sort of was close to the speed and, and got the gap when it needed to. And, um, yeah, it, it was. It's fit. Like it, it raced um, fourteen days ago in New Zealand. Like it, this is its eighth run of the preparation. Um, there's not. I wouldn't say there's there's much improvement with it going to a, an Australian Cup. So I'd, I'd imagine it probably runs this rating. Or, or no, have you heard what like, they're doing? No. Are they not going to the Australian Cup? So, no. T- this is Tiakiel. Like just at its best, they are not going to the Australian Cup because they probably don't think she can win. They're a little bit query out on her at a strong 2000 they're going to drop back to 1600 and go to the sunline stakes group two at the valley 
nice. she can probably win that. Um, yeah, I, I just love Tiakia because they're not. That's really smart. Yeah, they're just so smart and they're not greedy. They didn't go to an Everest with Imperators last year because they thought, what's best for our mare? We're going to do this. And now they're going back to Group 2 level with this girl after she's just won. You know, She's just beaten a Melbourne Cup winner. Two Melbourne two Cup winners. <laughs> two, two Melbourne Cup winners. And they're not going to go for the glitz and glamour of a Group 1 over 2,000 metres. I don't think she could win it anyway. And they probably think no. that as well. But it's refreshing would. for a camp to to know it. Yeah. Yeah. Um... It's interesting with Val Declare because he's effectively run his his like up to his ratings that he did second, third up last preparation, like when he was second to Cleveland in the Mooney Valley Cup and and in the Martin Power. So he, he realistically he could he could improve. I doubt much, but he could improve off this. Um, they must have him real forward because I imagine he goes second up into the the Australia Cup. Um, so if he improve like. Gold Trip's obviously going to be there. Yeah. Like if Gold Trip runs his race, he's, he, he probably just wins. Like, let's be honest. But um, Val Declare is the Australia Cup. Like, if they go quick enough for him. What, just, just beats Brightside? Is, oh, Brightside's going to the Australia Cup. Yeah. Ah, right. Okay. Well, the likely winning standard of the uh, of the Australia Cup is going to be higher than what. So, Gold Trip's winning in, in the Turnbull years. last year. Is that at least as good as anything Mr. Brightside has ever done? It would have to be close. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, smashing West Wind Blows, Romantic Warrior and, and Sulcum. Now, that's good form. Yeah. That's um, that's as good as anything Mr. Brightside has ever done. Yeah, if, like, if, if it's not a match to it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, Gold Trip probably needs it fast. He wants it high pressure. And, and like, I don't know, like, it's Flemington 2,000 metres, so it's not necessarily guaranteed. Um, but yeah, he was obviously good. They went slowly here. Um, it was somewhat predictable. I, I ended up, I spent about 15 minutes waiting for $7 for Foxy Cleopatra in the Benning ring. I was just walking around <laughs> running around, just double checking if anyone, oh, made $7. Virgin. yeah, I know, but I eventually got it. But, um, and I beat SP, it started $5.60 bet for SP. So even though yes. I did run about what, like five lengths second last or something, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, it, it culture. Went, she was she was an improver. She was good. Yeah, she, but she led. I th- I think she's always sort of wanted this distance. Now she's um. I think she's been looking for two thousand. I think she's yeah. She's a nice horse, definitely. Yeah. But um, she was suited by the pace. Obviously, um, they went they went really slow here. Like Al Soliato's Soliato fitting quite well here, and, and he's just not up to these. Let's be honest. So it's it's pace related, but um, yeah, obviously gold trips to follow. Like it's it's pretty self explanatory. Yeah. And Foxy right. Cleopatra maybe needs to go for a spell after that. I don't. I don't know what happened. I think I checked the stewards' report. Nothing was in it. I think they checked for any abnormalities, and there was none. So, yeah. Just don't, a bad know, don't know if she's come up. Even though she was okay first up, don't know. Yeah. Jury out. Let's go to the first group one. It was the Futurity Stakes, fourteen hundred meters. Mister Brightside claims his sixth group one. Um, Buffalo River sets a good tempo, as he always does. 11.6 fast to the 600. Mr. Brightside puts in a big exertion from the six to the four, runs the fastest six to the four of the entire meeting, puts him away by a length and a half. Pericles, good in second, closed off well. Buffalo River flying, uh, hangs on to third. So another group on placing for the Buffalo. Loves 1,400 metres at Caulfield. And the disappointment was obviously attrition finishing last, but mm. fair to say he was 
barbecued a fair degree for only first up. The to the eight hundred meters, they didn't go super quick to for Group One standard, but but then the eight to the four, obviously Buffalo River turned it on, or the to the sorry to the the ten to the four really, um, but specifically between the eight and six, he he really turns it on. They went really quick through that section and. Um, yeah, like even even Mr. Brightside didn't um, last sort of four hundred didn't come home above standard. So, but um, yeah, I, I think this is absolutely perfect. This is a perfect platform for Mr. Brightside. He's like com- completely set. Like he ran this exact rating second up last preparation. Um, I I imagine he'll run the the same rating he did third up last prep. Like it's just it looks perfect to me. If, if anything, he might run his, his Cox Plate rating. So. Declaration um, time? Oh, fuck. I don't know what's going to the – like, good luck, brother Jenny. I'll just say that. Like, what else is going to the – The um, All-Star awesome. now. It's, it's pretty Peric- much brother Jenny. Pericles is gone now. No, it's in. not happening. Sorry, Pericles, but it's not happening. Um, he'll sit yeah, 1-1 in the, in the All-Star Mile, and um, it'll be a big weekend. <laughs> get there punters <laughs> yeah um but yeah attrition i thought it like i'm i'm always obviously I, I love horses going forward and and um like i i, I always want my horses to go forward because it's obviously in a big advantage but um and I, mitch friedman has been in in great form he he's been like smashing market for the best part of six months 12 months maybe but to have like to have attrition first up going into a race that was so obviously going to be run quickly and try and lead. I don't know if that was Ben Mallon just, just doing it, but he gave him a squeeze. Yeah. It was, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like out of all the horses that I would want to go for, like, and I imagine they want to try and he, he he was obviously, I I saw that he was, he was actually quite forward for the, um, for this race, but even still first up, without a run I, it was interesting to me that they, they tried to push forward because they're normally so conservative trainers so um yeah it, it like I, I love horses going forward but this was this was an interesting one um trying to i push don't think it was instructional yeah so ben Mallon just did it and um he probably copped a spray which is fair enough too like trying to go and yeah. lead buffalo river like and for hey fat cat i know hey fat cat missed the start but it was obviously going to be quick like you could look at it on paper buffalo river's around caulfield like 1400 meters they're going to Helter to skelter so yeah it was interesting but um worked out well for mr Brightside, and um it's a it's perf like you couldn't you could not have scripted a better scenario for him to peak third up in the all-star to put it that way yeah beautiful it's so good it could yeah. be fangirl and mr Brightside meeting in the queen elizabeth 2000 meters group one at ranwick and they're both undefeated so feast your eyes upon that Cannot yeah. wait. It's not bad. Gold trip might be there as well. Yeah, very true. Very true. Mm. And uh, we know he likes a bit of sting out of the track. It can rain up mm. in, in Sydney during the autumn. Race eight, the Blue Diamond Stakes, twelve hundred meters group one for the two year olds. Hayasugi, I think it means too fast in Japanese. Uh she yeah, has been that. too fast here. She's won the Felly the Fellies. The Phillies <laughs> preview. The Phillies Prelude, and now she's won the Blue Diamond. She's come from a long way back off a fast tempo. They've gone 10.9 fast to the 600, which is very, very fast for two-year-olds. Um, it was Spywire who came across from 16, led Lady of Camelot. She's just been left a little bit vulnerable 
late sick for us backers. Kurinagi in third and Aniza in fourth. So the Phillies go one, two, three, four. Bot, what do you make of the diamond? It's a it's a low diamond, which is interesting because we everyone's sort of spruiking how good this crop is, but they haven't. This is a a bad blue diamond. Um, There's a lot of forgives back in the field. Yeah, and I think that was maybe something to do with pace because they're they're also lightly raced and they haven't really been exposed to it. And they went so quickly here, and the margins are so compressed. Like there's what three lengths between the first, first and tenth, first and tenth, yeah. So they've they've gone really really quickly and fallen in a heap, pretty much. Like they've all just collapsed at the in the last four hundred meters. The, the three horses that are sounds like Nico after jog around the block. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, there, there's there's how many horses that have gone above benchmark one. To slightly um, three and four. there's four horses that have gone above the class the last 400 meters and and one of them is ex- like very very slightly traffic warden so Ruta Royale traffic warden fearless and Hayasugi have gone above benchmark last 400 meters so that yeah they've all all really collapsed and um yeah and and the ones that have broken benchmark all sort of back in the field and 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 also other ones that I'd imagine that would get over a bit further to or at least bred to be better over further as well so um yeah they've all just fallen in a heap really but um i backed i i ended up backing lady camelot anisa matisse and in her eyes so i was sick Lady Camelot got big, but um, yeah, I played all around it as well. I had Lady Camelot at a big price, thirteen dollars, and I backed a few of the boys as well. But wasn't to be. Have we underrated Hayasugi a little bit? Like her wins have been really good, and she did. Like she did seem. She did seem though, like she would appreciate a high pressure twelve hundred. Maybe I just I just think that the um, the top of the mark. I don't I don't really think that anyone really under sort of underappreciated her like doing the form before the race. I think I just think that maybe people were forecasting an improvement in the top of the market that wasn't necessarily there. Like Lady Camelot's effectively run the same rating that she did first up. And maybe 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 she would have benefited for, benefited from a, a run in between that. Maybe she wins if she if she has another run. If she's third up here, but at the same time then maybe they want to win something else in Sydney, but why would you want to do that when you can win a group one? Um, mm. uh, obviously, Coleman, something I'm going to miss with Coleman, I think. Um, but, yeah, n- nothing nothing has really improved drastically like some sometimes they do. So, um, yeah. Fearless looks, looks the size horse, doesn't he? 1,400? Yeah, yeah, he looks the size horse until he runs into Storm Boy. <laughs> Yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah, yes, it's awesome that like these horses are running on like fearless traffic warden, like those two. They just look like completely made for an average sort of size, but um, it's not it's not going to be an average size when Storm buys there winning by five lengths. Well, he's still got to get there healthy, so they've yeah, got hope until he falls over. Yeah, well, once he wins by ten lengths on Saturday, then um, you know. Hope is diminishing, but um, yeah, I, I would like to, I would like to compare. This is a, a little um comparison that I sort of made up earlier. I reckon Hayasugi's comparable to a horse, like it's probably a slightly better version 
of a horse called Revolutionary Miss who won um, earlier in the card. I think I think they're very similar. later in the card. Like, yeah, um, yeah, later in the card. She, she sort of ran a very similar rating when running second to Dormier. Um, this blue diamond went slightly better, but not much. Um, yeah, it's a similar sort of horse, I reckon. So maybe I think we'll see if if she's not retired. I think we'll see Heisugi running in Group so, Three races for Phillies and mares in a couple of years. So Heisugi, you're saying is comparable to Revolutionary Miss. To explain the gulf between these horses and Stormboy, tell us who your Stormboy comparison was that you were telling. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just I reckon he's like Piero. Like he, he like it's the same trainer, but like he just seems like he gives Piero sort of vibes to me. There you go. Big Same call, sort of horse. We love it. That's not, yeah. that's not a big call, is it? Like everyone's saying that. Yeah, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Maybe I just haven't bought into the – like I love Stormboy, but I, I I just want to see him win by 10 this week. Maybe we will. He, he, he will win by like 10 lengths this week. He's racing <laughs> nothing. Oh, beautiful. Race nine, it was the Oakley Plate, the third of the group ones. Q-Man has won it for the Adelaideans, the Radeladians. Um, it's not been a fast, fast – Oakley plate by any means. They've gone 8.6 fast, which is slow by Oakley. Oh, it's even, but it, it's slow by Oakley plate average anyway. Um, it's sat second. Hypotheticals sat first. So one, two of the first two homes. Just got its nose down and one. Gives Harry Coffey his second group one. His first mm-hmm. was with Suppressor uh, in the South Australian Oaks, Oaks. I want to say, a couple years yeah. ago. Mornington and Glory was huge in third. Benedetta... Probably should have ran third, was a little bit unlucky. And Sharipa, way back in seventh, I thought should have won the race. Fastest last 200 of the entire meeting. Yeah, this is irrelevant to pretty much anything other like other than this. Oh, I think this is, um, yeah, it was, it's a bad it's a bad group one. This is as bad as it gets. Like Q Man winning group one. Like they've gone they've gone even to the eight hundred, um, and then sort of just floated home between the eight. To, to the finish like they went they turned it on between eight and four and um sort of just floated above benchmark to the finish um yeah like it's concerning when um morning single law is effectively running to to form in running in fourth a uh, third sorry um and what well done gav for like getting beaten in a class one um at the start of prep at ballarat and and turning it into an oakley plate place getter but um i think yeah. we... these horses probably go to a goodwood so maybe it's relevant to a goodwood but and i mean and this is probably that's where probably where they go but if if a if a good horse comes down to a goodwood um yeah good luck yeah that good horse could be sharupa if they keep pressing on um yeah, i think we just we can't understate how big a training effort this was by gav Bedgegood. i know he's a friend of the show and obviously nico does a bit of work for him but this horse was effectively retired, retired I'm pretty yeah, sure. Retired. Yeah. And what did he was he an English digital purchase or did he get him out of sale? I don't know. Whatever the case no. is, um, he's got him to run third in an Oakley plate. Mornington glory. So huge effort there. Um mm. the two that I backed were Benedetta and Sharipa. I thought Benedetta was a little bit unlucky, just you know, weaving for runs. Wouldn't have won the race, but she was solid enough. Um and Sharipa, the gate has been costly and the fact that he was slow away was way back near last. I think he can honestly win the new market. We're on at $26. I think it's a great bet. I pray that Shane and Cassie Oxlade send him there. 
they want to get him right for the they want to get him right for the their own group one back home, which is the Goodwood, and he's had a long prep. But you've got a horse that can win one of Australia's most prestigious group ones, worth a lot of money. Just go there, please. <laughs> Froggy, Froggy is telling them to go, and they're still 50-50. So um, as Fura, we should probably touch on. She was a bit slow away. She missed the start by like three lengths. What was that? What happened there? I don't know. She's never done it before. No. Yeah. Um. Maybe she's just like, maybe she's like, you know, I don't, I don't even know if there's a real thing. I don't know if it's just what people say, but like mares can get like weird. Maybe she's just being weird. Like, you know, like, like you know, like when people say mares inform, like I don't even know if that's actually a thing. I probably need to check it. But um, but like maybe they're when, when they're not in form and they, they get out of form. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. But yeah, um, it probably is a thing. Maybe she's just like she doesn't want to race this preparation. Yeah. King's Gambit started favourite, started $4.50 Betfair SP. Um, they it's had every it. chance. Yeah, it was it was bad, but I saw that um he was he had improvement. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> what what is it going towards? Why would it why would it not be forward for this? Are they dumb? Sorry, I lost you for a sec there. No. Um. Yeah. Anyway, apparently Kings Gambit's um will improve with the run, is what I heard. But um. Yeah. I don't know what it's improving towards. So good luck hopefully, to him. It'll hopefully he's getting the snip snip. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, it, it like it, it probably, probably needs won't. to go to an um arrow. What's it called? An arrow field. One of those yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah. Heads probably right. beats it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, moving on. Um, yeah. Like what else? Is it like there a bunch finished? Like you could tell it was bad by the finish of it. It's a bad Oakley plate. It's a shock. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> Let's go to race 10. The mannerism, a revolutionary miss, just keeps putting up that picket fence. Who would have thought, you know, a year or two ago that this horse would just be ironing out win after win after win? Um, she's been sent forward here from barrier eight. Michael D has ridden the perfect race. Carried three kilos more than the runner running by. Won easily by nearly two lengths. Sort of even <laughs> even speed sent by set by Rota Arataki, who was a little bit disappointing. So maybe she hasn't come up this prep. Vagrant, Again. solid, and Eternal Flame just had way much to, like, too much to do on a, a track favoring on pace. I got sucked in there. But, yeah, what did you think of this race? Well, Revolutionary Miss is like, we spoke about it, um, was it last week? It backed up, didn't it? Well, no, it was in the preview or something. Yeah, um, no, it did back up this week. Yeah, this was it's, on the backup, um, and so was Eternal Flame. Yeah, it, it's um, it's run a career peak actually. So, wow. Yeah, it's a awesome horse. Like these are the sorts of horses like you love, um, and that the market didn't like it, and I'm, I'd imagine that's because they thought it was going back. So, but it it um, landed outside the lead, and that was pretty much it. Um, running by, pretty much ran to its its peak, and is uh three back and when it won at that Randwick um, and Vagrant was running on from the back of the field, so was Eternal Flame. Eternal Flame desperately needs to go up and trip. Wrote to Arataki hasn't come up this prep and um, the rest are no good. So that's Caulfield pretty much, but um, yeah. All right, that's Caulfield. Any other things to say about the day before we go to Sydney for a few races? Not really. I don't know. Like, 
trying to think of a horse that I could like say like is the main one to follow, but I don't know. Hey, fat um, cat, can you follow Hey, fat cat? Because Betfair Australia just put out something seven minutes ago. He's going around again this Saturday. Incredible he? scenes. Awesome. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm, when he eventually wins a, a big race, I'm just gonna like he's been, he's gonna become like Dubai Moon. One of those sort of places, yeah. like a fan favorite. I'm going to say I backed him at 120s. It was 150s in like a Mooney Valley Maiden. What's he running in? The Blamey, maybe? Or is there um, a three-year-old race? Maybe the Australian there Guinness. Race? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Guinness, of course. Of course, yeah. what am I saying? All right, let's go to uh, Rose Hill Gardens. It was race four we should go to first. Rail true. Um, anything about the was, track? Um, the, the, the rail was yeah. definitely off. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, the... It was pretty much a five throughout. It was five shoot and the circle. Yep. All right. Let's go to race four. It was the Silver Slipper, obviously the last main lead up, I want to say, before the Golden Slipper. There might be one more. Um, 1,100 meters, straight charge, has straight charged straight to the front and been a little bit too good for Espionage, uh, the stable mate. They've cleared out. They've smashed Erno's cube, which... By 3.7 lengths, here's something funny for you. Straight Charge beat Erno's Cube by 3.6 lengths in its last run. So there you go. Form <laughs> has been franked there. Um, yeah. But what what'd you make of the win? I, I thought it was an excellent ride and a great win. Yeah, the um, they sort of gave it to the front too, I thought. Like it would, the, the pace was even. Like they, they sort of raced in like a single file line and then J-Mac was like – putting celerity in a headlock while it was over racing and a slowly run race. Like, um, I don't know what he was doing there, but, um, no, that was, that was K-Mac, not J-Mac. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think, I think this, this, this went better than the blue diamond, um, which is interesting, but it sort of makes sense. Like it, like, you know, like if you are the market someone... saying it went better as well, like these horses are shorter than yeah. the blue yeah. diamond horses in the slipper. Yeah. Um, like if you ask me who's a better horse, Hayasugi or Straight Charge, I say Straight Charge. Um, but I think the horse, of, like I, I reckon, Espionage can change, um, can turn the tables on Straight Charge next time. I think it's um, I think this, I like this, I like the sectionals, it ran, and it was sort of um, I reckon it'll improve with the run, especially twelve. I reckon twelve hundreds more, like Straight Charges by was it written by. Seems a little, little like I wouldn't say it's squibby, but it, it doesn't seem like a strong twelve. Espionage seems strong twelve, and um, he seems like top of my head. Like he seems like second pick in the golden, uh, the blue diamond, uh, gold silver. But are they running for second? Simply, I'd say so. Well, they they'd need like yeah, like they need. Well, they're not they're not that far off, but um. We'll see what we'll, we'll see what Stormboy does on Saturday, but um, at this point, yeah, they're they're probably running for second. Um, yeah, they yeah they probably are, but like I don't want to get too carried away. They they run a good rating here, like it, it's it they run ninety nine point five. I think Stormboy is like one hundred one point something. Yeah. Um, but like other places, Dan, Dano has Stormboy running one hundred five. So, like, it, it's up for interpretation, like. Yep. Who really knows until like we have further evidence to, to go off. And, and especially it's tricky with that track um, uh, with the um, the Gold Coast track because it, it, it was the second time they ever raced on it really. So um, I, I really yeah, want to see. Fast. Yeah, the times are really fast and it might be hard to 
quantify, I guess, is the word I want to say. Because um, I, I want to say like one more time. Mm. But like he's obviously very good, like very obviously. But um, I want to say it one more time. Yeah. Speaking of Dan O'Sullivan, I'll quickly read out his top five winning ratings. Mr. Brightside, 102. Zoo Gotcha, 101, who we'll get to in a second. Straight Charge, 100.5. So good going. Celestial Legend, 100. And Hayasugi, 99.5. So three out of the top five were in the top five in Sydney. So let's go to those other two races. And those will be the only two we do in Sydney. But race seven was the Millie Fox. Group two, 1300. Zoo Gotcha has made a wonderful return here. She's beaten the inform Lady Laguna, who was shooting for, I want to say, three wins in a row. No, she was shooting for four wins in a row. Hmm. Um, Tyler Schiller has led. J-Mac has just got the perfect camping behind, been way too good. Uh, overall, Zugoch has come home 8.4 lengths faster than the all-average benchmark last 600 off a slow tempo. So she's back. She went off the boil last prep for a little bit, but this is uh, on the on the right trajectory to. Would this be a career peak, or she done better? No, she she's done better, but this is um. Well, they tried sprinting with her last or the last two preps, really, isn't it? Um, yeah. Oh no, 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 no that's wrong. Chris was no, it was definitely last prep. Last prep, yeah. They, they, she sort of um, bit in the wilderness, but um, she. This is this is comparable. It's slightly better than what she did in the Silver Shadow when she beat in secret, um, and just off what she did in the the flight stakes. So she's back in form. Um, she's probably best fourteen. Like I wouldn't fourteen. This this seems right. They probably go to the Cornwall. The Cornwall is probably her race. Um, yeah, like what's that? That's fifteen. That's fifteen. Yeah, fifteen. So. She seems like favourite for that. I think. I'd, I'd imagine she probably she probably's. I don't know. I don't know if there'd be a futures market for the Coolmore, but um, yeah, good luck. She's probably favourite. Good luck being her. I'll I'll give it a check. But um, the pace, any, the pace. Anything else you want to touch on? Yeah, the pace. The pace was really slow. Uh, some of these have gone well. Like Vienna Princess has gone better than what it, like the the beaten margin suggests. So was Lekvate, who I've never even heard of that horse. Um, Startantes has gone fine. Like some of these horses, like Argentia has gone around about 15 lengths slow to the 800 metres. So Madame Pomery was good. What's the further. point? Um, yeah, but uh, she, yeah, she's 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 gone okay, but like she's a bit off these. I think like she's she's sort of Melbourne Group Three, Group Two, not not Sydney Group Three, Group Two. Yeah, getting up that Coolmore Classic market, Ruthless Dame. Samana and Zugotcha are all equal $8 favorites with the tab. So, yeah, there you right. go. Okay. Well, let's go to race eight. I would say this was the win of the day in Sydney for mine. Celestial Legend has bolted in with a Hobartville over 1,400 meters. Um, big last 600. He's run the six fastest last 200 of the day, sort of 7.4 lengths above the all average benchmark last 600. Um, he's beaten NCAP, who looked like he had the, the race almost sewn up at one stage early in the straight, but flown past him. Lay Vampire has run third. And Tom Kitten, I have got no idea how this horse started so short. He's not a 1,400-meter horse, but he's ran on okay, but he's been beaten three and a half. So he's more a, a derby horse for sure. Yeah. He, he, this is the first time he's really done it, but there, there were always hints. Like I don't want to sound like a smart off. I don't, I don't even bet in Sydney, but um, like he's always shown hints of being... Very, very good. 
any like for is I think this is the first time he's been past twelve hundred meters and um finally and he's he's gone bang and then there's a big plus next to it too. Like he's like if this isn't a one twenty horse like time form, um like he's he's run ninety nine point five no ninety nine point four um he's done deal so you'd imagine he probably gets he he'd run two thousand I don't know if they. Uh, this is the one and only danger to militarize in the round with guineas. This is, oh, I'd, I'd probably say this is better than militarize. All right. Well, that gives like there's a, there's a bit about. more like, I, no, militarize is like, he's done it. Like he's, he's established at their rating, but I, I'd be surprised if militarize is much better than what he's done. Um, this seems the one that's um, like, he, he's taken a big step second up and I'd be surprised if he doesn't take another big step third up. Yeah. So he, yeah, he, he's, like Militarized probably favourite, probably starts favourite in the Randwick Guineas, but um, this one's the one that they'll like. This this will be the trendy one that they'll um, they'll smash. Yeah. And NCAP's held up the form for Cabalas, who runs in the English Sprint, who's a bit interesting, I think, in ne- next week. Cabalas has yep. turned into a nice horse just quietly, I think. Lay Vampire, I think he's sort of showed himself up. He's an okay yeah, horse, but yeah. it doesn't seem like he's going okay. to be the one out and trip. Yeah, just okay. Yeah. There's nothing. Like all, all the rest of these, like NCAP, even NCAP, like NCAP's just okay. Like he's, he's, he's this is NCAP. Like the only one that's like any better than this that'll measure up to like actual form outside of three-year-olds. Because once these turn four, like these are – lucky to win listed races but um maybe that's a bit harsh but um celestial legend like tom kitten like yes he's going to be prepped for a derby but like he's a long way off his form to be like he'd want to improve sorry immediacy will beat tom um hold on yeah. Oh, they're they're pretty much the same. Oh no no no! Like at, at this start anyway. Like Tom Kitten's got the form on the board, yeah. but um, immediacy can improve. But but yeah, obviously Celestial Legends the one that'll um keep improving. Like he, he could be um like he, he could like be like actual group one sort of horse, like yeah, not sure. not just three year old sort yeah. of thing. This crop was screaming out for another one to come out of the trees, and this is the one who's yeah. done it. Basically. Yeah, this is the one. And this one might right. be the best one. Let's move on. Um, that was Caulfield and Sydney. Is there anything else you want to speak about? I just want to speak about the one race at Chartin yesterday. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Hawkesbury last Wednesday. Linebacker is like proper pedigree. Like it's it's related to like a King George winner or something. Um, something. It's well related anyway. It won by like eight lengths at Hawkesbury. It's by Super Seth and... I check. I check when are you when are you going to start going on the sales, mate? Just it's just a little bit of an extra push. Like when they're well bred, it's like a it's a little little nice piece of information that I get more confident with. But it's a nice horse. It, it bolted in on debut and fast time was fast and fast. Um, if Stormboy doesn't go to the Champagne, it probably will. But if it doesn't, like that's your Champagne winner. I check the futures mark as a second favorite. Like I'm not missing. It. Like, not, like it's not like this is gone on day anyone. A Wednesday winner has gone, gone straight to second favorite. Yeah, it won, it won by eight lengths, man. Like time yeah. was like real, real fast. Like it was right. pro- like this is a good horse. 
sort of thing. But it's um, yeah, it, oh. it might be all too hard versus um, um, Storm by Piero. <laughs> Speaking of good horses, there was two that went around at Shartin. I'm getting very lazy with these transitions, but uh, these segues. But Shartin, race seven, it was the Group One Hong Kong Gold Cup, two thousand meters. Romantic Warrior has been ridden by James McDonald. This was just about the perfect race, um, the perfect ride. Barry 11, he's been sent forward on a fast tempo. Sword Point has led. We got the benchmark figures here. He's gone 10 legs fast, and Romantic Warrior has still broken benchmark nicely home. So 13.3 lengths is the overall figure, um, which is really good going. He's gotten a stoush with Voyage Bubble up the home straight. Voyage Bubble was still largely unproven at 2,000 metres. I know he won a derby, but it was a very slowly run derby just against three-year-olds. He won his first weight for age group on last start at the mile. He's now ticked this box to say, yes, I am proper group on weight for age horse in Hong Kong. He's put down three enormous performances. They put three lengths on the next horse, Nimble Nimbus. Um, so, yeah, you can follow the first two across the line. Romantic Warrior wins his sixth group one. He's a champ, the Cox Plate winner, and he's done it again. Uh, but what do you make of the the ride and the race? Yeah, I was set it after the race. Like I, I, I haven't looked at any sort of data. Obviously, you just said it, but um, yeah, like that would that's got to be up with his ride with um, very elegant on on Melbourne Cup. Like that was as good as they get. Like it yep. was, like that is as good a ride as you'll ever see. Yeah, ever. I don't know how he got in that position. Like, yeah, like, and, and the the thing is, like, he just it just it just happened. Like, it just he just like he just like that's something. I guess it's just confidence. Like, you just go forward and and like it just works itself out. I guess, but yeah, like it he, he just, it was just so simple. The way he was like, three and four just, wide going past the the turn for the first time going past. Yeah, the, and you thought like, oh, you're like, oh, this fuck. is not good. Yeah, and then he. And then a furlong later, he's third on the fence. Oh, if that, it was like 50 metres and, he, and he's yes. just like dead set in the 1-1. Like, how the fuck is he there? How's he done that? Yeah. yeah. It's it's trust in his own ability, but also trust in the horse, Romantic Warrior. To, yeah. I think the gate speed of Romantic Warrior is still, people don't talk about it enough. Like, he's got really good tactical. Yeah, it's like, it's like that's what separates horses. Like, for example, like an Animo or an Thunderstruck. It's like, there's, there's nothing between them, like, uh, like ability wise, but it's like that that uh, that that first section, like that that first four hundred meters is is more important than the last four hundred meters, realistically. Because if you can put yourself in a spot, you're going to win so many more races. Than- and you can and you can put yourself in a spot without expending too much energy. Whereas at the in the last four hundred, you're having to expend all this energy by pulling yourself into the race. And and that was the difference between Romantic Warrior and Prognosis on International Day. Uh, I think that was the jockey just didn't want to. Like that prognos- that's the Japanese horse, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That was a bit jockey. Put him in a headlock. But yeah. <laughs> Put him in a headlock. All right. Is that it, Bot? We get to some questions before we wrap up. Yeah. Leo Checo, the best Ruffy futures and your best stories. What's the best Ruffy futures bet you have? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I, I haven't looked at any that's your thing, not mine. Surround stakes. Yeah, Bot's not really a futures player, is he? Um, I've got one. It's $26. It's going to be a lot shorter than that if it runs top three in the new market next week. Can it beat Imperatriz? Don't know. 
But Espio and I, I've backed in the William Reed. I've taken $31. I think that is three times as big a price as it should be. Um, and we saw she wasn't that far away from Imperatrice's first up in the Lightning. She's going to be better over 1200 And if she runs well in a new market, she's obviously going to be crunched. So she's no moral to actually come to a William Reed. But if she is, and Imperatrice is a length off her best, then I just think it's way too big. You can get $8.50 for a place. Premium punts. Uh, do you think the Mayor's and Philly's allowance should be scrapped? This question always comes up after no. a Philly wins a diamond or, or a handicap. <laughs> I was looking at the thing before. There's like the last 10 years, it's like eight Colts have won it and like yeah. two Phillies have won it. Like it's it's just, it's, like, it's just like a... It's like Artorias, Dormier. There's um, been heaps. Yeah. Little bros, you know, like the, 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 it happens every year. But um, Catchy was probably the last Philly before this. Um, or Liar. Yeah, Liar was there as well. Liar was there. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think it should be scrapped, but uh, I think two kilos, maybe a little bit more than what it should be. Maybe it should only be one or one and a half, but I'm not losing sleep over it. I, I think you see it more... It can be more relevant, not in the group on level, but it can be relevant in the group on level as well. When you see horses like in secret get just these, like when she won the new market, she just had like incredible, she was just incredibly, kilos. yeah, she was incredibly well weighted mm. and she got two kilos off them on top of that. So that was a bit, a bit like, wow. But, but you think, can't make it by case by case either. That's, that's no, you can't. And that's the hard thing. But you see it at benchmark level, you see, Horses that are rated sort of, say say they're rated 67 and they want to race in a benchmark 64. The mares get into those races with only 60 kilos and they get a three kilo clamor and then all of a sudden they're back into the 57. Whereas the boys have got like 62, 62 and a half. And it's just like, it's just that extra bit more weight that it can be a, a bit harder for the boys. If they're rated above the benchmark grade of race that they're racing in, it can just be yeah. a little bit harder for them to, to go back. So... Yeah, it's a funny one. I would say 1.5 kilos is where I stand. I think it's a kilo in Europe, but we're you know sort of splitting hairs here. Mm. All right. Anthony Royd, uh, R-O-Y-D, not I-D. Spring was match race talks for I Wish I Win and Giga Kick. When's Fangirl and Mr. Brightside? QED. Queen Elizabeth Stakes Day. Let me get up. Uh, what is that? Is it the? It's fair. No, what am I saying? It's April, early April, April thirteenth. Fangirl is four dollar fifty favorite. Mister Brightside six dollars. Gold Trip eleven dollars. So we won't see them clash until then. But gee, we're excited for it. Mm. Riley Stoddart Voyage Bubble to run in the Cox Plate? Question mark. Gee, this would be awesome. Mm. I think there's no. a fair chance. There's a fair chance that at least an expression of interest will be sent their way. Um, you sending I'm them not, an email? I will not be sending that email. <laughs> I don't think they know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I, I think he's well enough credentialed to deserve an invitation. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'm not sure if Romantic Warrior will be coming again or not, but... I think they're, they're wanting to try a few other things. Let's just put it that way. 
think he's going to Dubai. And, I mean, um, Japan. Yeah, and, and possibly Japan later in the year. So, yep. Max, what is the word of the week for Will? We've had variants, funky, and oh, R&R, as in rails in rum. So the word of the week, the nerd word of the week is headlock. <laughs> Oh my god! I can't, I can't, I can't use any sort of word. No, you're, not, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to extend your vocabulary. So, <laughs> so yeah. headlock is when a horse is snicked back to last or near last. So that's uh, that's the new nerd buzzword of the week. Coop Owen's <laughs> got two. Uh, if you could own any two-year-old from the Blue Diamond, who would you own? Um. I don't know. Um, Hayasugi because he just won a blue diamond. Yeah, apparently Clinton McDonald had $1,000 and Hayasugi at 100 to 1. Oof. He's won $100,000 just off the pump. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Holy fuck. Does he own it as well? Yeah, probably. I don't know. But he's been saying the whole way along it's going to win and it won. Does, so does Sharky own it or did he just breed it? Oh, just breeds it with Leneva. Um, yeah. I, I saw him on Saturday. After the last, and I was probably about four deep. I said, It's Chuck, rural meeting. Well done. <laughs> Gave him a hug. So there you go. <laughs> um, oh. Outside of the obvious, I'd say Fearless. I really liked his run. Mm. He seems Pips like a three year old. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like own a horse going forward, whatever. Mm. Keeps Owen in a three. Way race over sixteen hundred meters. Ripper question: Who wins, Mister Brightside, Fangirl, or Romantic Warrior? Fangirl. I'm saying Fangirl. If everything is in line, I think. Mm. Yeah, Romantic Warrior is not not really a sixteen hundred meter horse. Doesn't quite have the same speed. If Fangirl was trained by Gay Waterhouse, it would win by it. It it it, it would have won like ten Group Ones by now. Hmm. I can't wait to see what she can do this week. Do you, do you reckon she can put up a 106, 107 or not quite? Depends what she's racing. Hmm. Yeah, that that's probably fair as well. She's not racing much. It'd be QE day. Uh, okay, Livy Cold has got two questions. What did you think of the basketball at Caulfield? Um, I didn't engage with it, but... Um... It's not my thing, but I think it's a good sort of thing to get people at the races. Like, like it's the same sort of thing that um the Australian Open did. Like they didn't all like it wasn't all tennis. I think it's a good like it's a good idea. Like it can't be a bad thing. Like if if, if a corporate bookmaker wants to spend that much to get Scotty Pippen and Horace Grant out to the races, then why the fuck not? Like why would you not do that? That's a great idea. 100%. It gets like heap of people at the races. I'm gonna come off the long run here with the Nico Bake. If you are a dweeb on t- on Twitter, knocking yeah, them oh, for I doing this, this basketball yeah. activation, oh, you need yeah. to get in the sea. Get in the lave-in. Like, yeah. they're trying something. They've got I, – I got out of my car to go to Caulfield on Saturday, and I've seen kids walk out of the car with their basketball tucked under their arm, like, all excited to see two champion NBA players and obviously have a bit of a shoot-around. It was packed. There was this guy yeah. on the mic, and they were doing heaps of things. Obviously, racing.com got involved with it. I thought it was great. I didn't go down there. Like, it's not my mm. cup of tea, but you got to try and inspire the next generation, get them to the races. There was near on 12,000 there, and it was awesome. As you said, if, if mm. Sportsbet want to spend this money on 
this expensive activation, then so be it. And it doesn't even necessarily have to work for everyone. Like if it, if it gets like 20% of the people like watching a race ever again, like it, like 80% of the people can not watch a race ever again. Like they don't have to take any interest in it. But if, if they're bringing like an extra couple thousand people and, an extra, and 20% of those people like are there to watch the races from then on, like then that's a win. Like why would you not do it? And, and the people that like say everything should be about horse racing, well, well like, you're preaching to the um, what's the word? Um, preaching to the like I forgot the saying. Anyway, you know what I mean. The diehards like, or the opposite. Yeah, well, yeah, that's sort of what I mean. But um, like you're not going to engage more people by um, like love the horse with like people that are there to bet on horse racing. Like, why not do something to that might get someone else? into horse racing like that doesn't have to necessarily work but like at least you're giving it a crack i guess like who cares yeah no absolutely and the good thing is this is going to have a flow-on effect you're going to see more and more race courses start to do these sort of things like there should be like ping pong tables at the back or at the front yeah. lawn there should be like like imagine we had like pool tables or billiards tables like in the members lounges at at the races like just things to do because the, the simple reality is there's a race every 40 minutes on a Saturday. Yeah. And in between then, there's not that much entertainment. Unless you're a hardcore punter, you're, you know, you've got a schooner and you're watching Ramwick or Rosehill on the on the off 20 minutes. There's not a whole lot there. Yeah. Like, so I remember being like I remember being like 10 years old at Flemington, like freezing my ass off between like the 30 to 40 minute breaks. Like if like if, if even if there was just something to do between like that time like because I, I i was running around the back backyard pretending to be like light fantastic efficient like i was like completely obsessed with it but that doesn't mean like i'm like i was still like bored between the 30 minute break so like oh yeah like, even it's, it's, now it's i'm still a, bored yeah as a tragic yeah, yeah. i like, remember just, going to i remember to go into mooney valley and they had the old arcade game the horse game yeah and it used to just be scrub the things yeah. ears off. <laughs> it was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it would go faster, which is yeah, but I just, not I just how it works, but it was fun. Yeah, I, I just can't, like, I hate people that are just, like, so, like, narrow-minded with it. Like, like it doesn't, like, who cares? Like, if you're not interested, then don't engage with it. Who, like, if they're giving it a crack, then yeah, whatever. Anyway. Hard agree. And the last question is, one horse, it is from Olivia again, one horse you think has been criminally underestimated coming into the next few group ones? Um, Give you 30 seconds to think. What's one horse? Fuck. What group one? Um, any any group one, all-style mall. Oh, fuck. Um, oh, I can't think. Um... Maybe uh, I'll maybe Celestial Legend in like the Rose of Guineas, I guess. Because I because Militarizer first, or you mean oh, Rose Hill, maybe. whatever? Like yeah, the six hundred meter one. Yeah, because yeah, I, I guess Militarizer would one. be favorite. Militarizer be favorite, and um, what Celestial are you Legend. Five, five bucks is a good bet, Celestial Legend. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard. Um. I'm going to check if this price is still there. 
hold fire, hold fire, hold fire. Where is the Australian Cup market? Where are we? 30th of March. All right, this horse is still $11. I'm happy to give this one out for free. $11 on Dabble. Gold trip in the Australian Cup. He is the only horse that can beat Mr. Brightside, in my opinion. Riff Rocket still has to come up a level to, to get to them. Gold trip, $11. His win in the Turnbull last year was enormous, 2,000 meters at Flemington. And I think on the day, Mr. Brightside will be sort of $2. $2 and Gold trip should be more like $5. So there's something for you. I think he's still under, underestimated in that market. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up there. We'll be back on Thursday to preview Australian Guineas Day. Quick one, Riff Rocket on top this far out. Yeah. All right. Beautiful. He's a man of few words, our Wilbur. All right. Good luck this weekend, punters. Oh, sorry. Good luck throughout the week. And then hopefully we have more luck this weekend. Cheers. She's so self-conscious, she has no idea what she's doing in college. That major that she majored in don't make no money, but she won't drop out her parents to look at her funny. Now, tell me that ain't insecure. The concept of school seems so secure. Sophomore three years ain't picked a career. She like, get I'll just stay down her and do it. Cause that's enough money to buy her a few pairs of new ears. Cause her baby daddy don't really care. She's so precious with the peer pressure. Couldn't afford a car, so she made her daughter a yeah, it's so long that it looked like weave. Then she cut it all off, now she look like Eve. And she be dealing with some issues that you can't believe. Single black female addicted to retail as well. Uh. And when it falls down, who you gonna call now? Come on, come on. And when it all falls down, man, I promise. Uh. And when it falls down, who you gonna call now? Come on, come on. And when it all falls down, man, I promise, I'm so self-conscious. That's why you always see me with at least one of my watches. Rollies and poshies that drove me crazy. I can't even pronounce nothing. Pass that for safety. Then I spent 400 bucks on this. Just to be like, you ain't up on this. And I can't even go to the grocery store without some ones that's clean and a shirt with a team. We live in the American dream. The people have so